You're listening to audio from Crossroads Community Church, located in Fogelsville, Pennsylvania. If you want to learn more about C3 and what it is about, you can visit us at c3lehigh.com. And now, for today's sermon. This morning we have a, uh, a guest with us, a special guest from the uh, district, the Sons of God district in Pendel is Pastor Jeff Marshall, our secretary treasurer, as well as uh, he oversees our missions. And this morning I asked Pastor Jeff to come and just fill us in on what opportunities are right in front of us uh, that we can partner with missionaries and missions uh, organizations. And so would you help Pastor Jeff feel welcome this morning as he comes to preach? Thank you so much. It's good to be back with you, believe it or not. I was here three years ago, and I had the privilege of preaching three years ago with you, so it's good to be back and good to be, have this great time. What, what a great time. Uh, worship was incredible. That, y- y'all got it together, man. <laughs> Keep it going, yeah. is what I'm saying. And Kathy and I are just sitting there enjoying. We, we're at a different church almost every Sunday, and, uh, and, and this is cool, man. I like it. I, can, can I come here every Sunday? Is that okay? <laughs> We, we, we love it, but it's good to be with you, and uh, my wife Kathy's here it's with me today, and it's a joy for us to have the privilege of coming and sharing with you, and as, uh, as Donnie said, I serve as the secretary treasurer. I get to work with his dad all the time, and what, a, what an honor that is, as well as I get to serve as the missions director of Pennsylvania Delaware and with the great kids. Kids. They're like my kids. I mean, I, I spent a couple weeks traveling with them across the Pennsylvania and Delaware, and and they're, pre- they're the real deal. Let me tell you, I spent some time with them. They're the real deal. And uh, I'm just, <clears throat> they have a passion in them. And, and it's hard not to, not to catch that passion. But uh, I pastored for a number of years. Uh, I was a lead pastor of a church. Hi, Pastor Don Immel. He's watching online right now. He just texted me. I just saw that. Uh, <laughs> your dad just, well, I'm preaching. He texted me, okay? <laughs> but... Uh, but uh, I pastored in Pittsburgh for a number of years, started a church there, was there for 18 years, then came here a few years ago, and it's good to be with you to share this time. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you once again. We thank you for the passion we have to live for you and to serve you. And Lord, I pray today that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be pleasing to you. You are my rock and my redeemer. Give us ears to hear. Speak to our hearts. Make us, make us, make us more. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We read in Matthew 4 that uh, that Jesus was launched into ministry. He was baptized. And after he was baptized, he went into the wilderness to pray and fast for 40 days. And following that time, he was tempted by the devil. And uh, that's what launched him into ministry. Great way to start your ministry. After those 40 days, the angels came and they ministered to him with Chick-fil-A chicken. And uh, (laughs) you know, that's Jesus' chicken. You know that. My, my nephew, we were, we were together one time, and my nephew came up to me and says, he says, uh, he says Jeff, do you, like, do you like Jesus chicken? I'm like, Jesus chicken? He said, aren't you a minister? I said, yeah. He said, you don't know what Jesus chicken is? I said, no. He says, Chick-fil-A, Jesus chicken. I said, oh, cool. We had it last night, so good, good, good choice there. But he was ministered by some, some angels, and then he got down to business with ministry. He chose the disciples, healed people. Uh, headed to the mountain by the Sea of Galilee, where he was going to kick off his ministry, a sermon series. He began by blessing them. We call it the Beatitudes, the attitudes we are to have in our lives in Matthew chapter 5. And then he read this from Matthew 5, 13. 
You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. Then he went on to say, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on instead <clears throat> it is on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in its house. And that's it. It's lighting up the world, adding flavor, lighting up the world. It, you know, we're, we're called to make a difference. We're called to be sight. We're called to be light. We're called to make a difference. You put salt on food, it makes a difference, right? Or if you walk into a dark room and light a light, it makes a difference. It lights up. And that we're called to make a difference. You know, and also he teaches, you know, as he's going on, he teaches about murder, adultery, divorce, taking oaths, giving to the needy, praying, fasting, on and on and on. And then he tells him in, 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 in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Don't store up things, treasures on earth. And, and you know, there's, there's, we, we see a theme here. We see a theme that Jesus is teaching here. In these passages, he says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Don't store up for yourself treasures on earth. He didn't say in Galilee, in Nazareth. He said the earth. You see, the sad thing that we have so often is we have this narrow view of the world. You know, and, and we have this, if we can't see it, it doesn't exist. We have a very narrow view. And, and the, the, the happenings of the world that's been going on recently has made it a lot smaller. Uh, and, and the thing is, Jesus didn't picture just Galilee, Nazareth, Bethlehem. When he spoke, he spoke of the world. He had a world view. And he spoke so much more. And, and that's where we get the mission of God, the missio deo. In Matthew chapter 28, 19, go into all the world and preach the gospel. It doesn't just say Fogelsville or Lehigh. It says everywhere. Go into the world and preach the gospel. Everywhere we are, we're to live so much differently. And as I mentioned, the tragedy that's been going on in Ukraine has brought things so much closer to home for many of us. You know, we can, we can watch on television, watch on the news. No, don't watch the news. Don't listen to the news. Don't watch the news. You know, they should call it bad news. Not, you know what I mean? You know, and don't go there, Jeff. Okay, okay, here we're. You know, but the thing is that what's been happening in Ukraine, um, we have one of our missionaries, one of our Pendale missionaries by the name of Ron Jones. Ron Jones was our missionary in Ukraine. He was in Kiev. He was right there. And, and, and he, his family had to be evacuated uh, several weeks ago. And uh, I've been talking to Ron, and the other day I did a Zoom meeting, a Zoom call with Ron, and we actually Zoomed in some pastors and some other people who were right in the Ukraine, right in the, the, that area, and they were talking about what was going on in their life. They said a month ago our life was completely normal. We went shopping. We went outside. We were able to go, to, you know, we were able to, to have fun. Our lives completely changed. In a day, their lives were completely changed. And, we, you know, we can't fathom that. But the thing about Ron, Ron's cool. He's one of our missionaries, and he does missions as business. And it's, it's really cool. You see, missions is not just going and preaching the gospel. That's, that's the main part of it. But the way they do it is so many different, cool ways. What Ron does is Ron went into churches, and he found a business person in the church. And Ron came alongside that business person, and he supported him. And he encouraged him, and he helped him to grow his business. 
and growing his business, then that businessman was able to bless the church and ministering that way. Incredible thing. But Ron has some connections inside Ukraine. And what was cool is, 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 is that right now he can take money that's given to him and funnel it to people inside Ukraine, inside the borders, and they can minister. Great story he told. This is a great story. Great story he told. He preached uh, a few weeks ago at his home church. And he, and he was sharing about what's going on in Ukraine and everything. And this lady called him up on Monday afternoon, uh, or Sunday afternoon. She goes, Pastor, you said that we can give money to Ukraine. You know, that president said he doesn't need a ride. He needs guns. He needs ammunition. I want to send him bullets. I want to send him money so they can buy bullets. Ron had a connection with somebody in the army, and they sent $1,000 over there. Crazy stuff going on. Keep you creating in your prayers. But we have missionaries right there, Anna and Mike Descalescu. Anna and Mike Descalescu are missionaries in Romania right now, bordering Ukraine. And what they do, you talked about Convoy of Hope. Convoy of Hope is working with Mike and Anna right now, and what they are doing, they're taking loads and truckloads of food into the refugees that are streaming out. These refugees are streaming out of, of, of the country. And, and I, at last count, I think there were over 3 million that were streaming out of the country. Poland said they can't take anymore. So some of them are going to, to, to Romania right now. And I think I have a picture of, of, of their streaming out of there. And it's just incredible what's going on there. Incredible opportunity. Talked about Convoy Hope. I'm a big Convoy fan. And, 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 and they do. They take the food right to the people. They really do. And then we have our dear friends, David and, and Lauren. Man, their, their ministry, it's so unique. You know, ministering to the deaf in Japan. Man, that's, that's so cool. That's so cool what they are doing and, and, and the ministry that they're involved with. God has called them to reaching people we can't even imagine of what's going on. I, I talked to Pastor Donnie, and he shared with me, is Donnie okay or Don or D or what do you? <laughs> Little Donnie, no. <laughs> you should have known better. Pastor Don, inform me of some of the missionaries you support now. Tom and Brooke Harshberger. Tom and Brooke, they, they have a ministry in Northern Ireland, and it's a re very unique ministry. What they do is they, they put together children's programs, and they put on the television over there in Northern Ireland, and no one else is doing that over there. And they do this ministry, and it's exploding. Bob and Kelly Bailey, uh, they're, they're another one of your missionaries. They were in Morocco. They're actually moving to Taiwan right now. And, and, and they do CrossFit. You know, they, they do CrossFit. And what they do, they use their CrossFit to minister to people that are there. Y'all know what CrossFit is? I participate in CrossFit. Bobby gave me a t-shirt, so that means I participate. <laughs> but uh, then, um, then there's Tim O'Brien. Tim O'Brien is, is delightful. He was in Mymar. And Mymar is going through a civil war over there, so that he had to get out of town as well. And what these missionaries go through, we can't imagine. But he is being transferred, and he's going to go to Vietnam to minister. And Tim loves to cook, and that's his way of teaching people's hearts and talking about Jesus. You see, there's so many different ways of doing it, of, of being a missionary. And Joe Callie, Joe Callie's great. Just picture Joe and Becky Callie. Joe and Becky, um, Joe is our, uh, is our um, uh, 
Youth Alive missionary. He does missionary missions right here in the United States. He goes into high schools and starts Bible clubs and does some amazing things. Like, and, and that's a home missionary, like chaplains, like Joe. Then we have Kai Alpha that goes into the colleges and ministers to kids. All those are so important. But the thing is, people in, 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 in Japan, people in Ukraine, people in Romania, people in Taiwan and Vietnam, all over the world, right here in the U.S., need Jesus. And that's why we are called to be light and salt, to bring that light and salt to these people. There's so much more. I've gone on a number of mission trips, and, and everywhere I go, there's one thing people have in common. They need Jesus. No matter what color, no matter what culture, no matter where they are, they need Jesus. And, and, and it's an amazing opportunity we have. According to the Joshua Project, listen to this, there are 7,398 unreached people groups. That makes up 3.28 billion billion people, which make up 42% of the world's population. 42% of the world's population need Jesus. We're failing as a church. You know, it's exciting for me to come and to see, being here three years ago and to come here today and see what God is doing. That thrills my heart. But there's a world out there that needs Jesus too. There really is. You know, one of the pillars of the assembly of God was founded upon was their support upon world missions. Our forefathers had a passion for missions, which launched the assembly of God. In fact, their goal was to be the greatest evangelism the world has ever seen. They believed that Jesus' command to reach the world and the promise of the Holy Spirit's power would change the world. With, 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 the, with, with Jesus' command and the power of the Holy Spirit would change not just the United States, but the world. Currently, there are 2,600 Assembly of God missionaries serving in 252 countries around the world. In Pennsylvania, Delaware, we have 32 full-time missionaries and 19 mission associates who serve in various parts of the world. Missing associates are those who are kind of trying out missions. You know, I kind of refer them in like minor league. They're like trying it out to see if, if this is really the, what they want to do. And what's cool is we're seeing more and more mission associates becoming full-time missionaries to go and to, to make a difference in the world. I want to share with you a few of the countries where we serve in Pennsylvania and Delaware. In Africa, Tanzania, the Congo, Asia Pacific, Bangkok, Japan, Indonesia, Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, Eurasia, Bangladesh, Morocco, India, Turkey, Ukraine, Egypt, and Northern Asia, Himalayan Plateau, and Europe, Belgium, Montego, Greece, Romania, Northern Ireland, Italy, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Austria, Latin America, Argentina, Dominican Republic, Mexico, and El Salvador. All those missionaries we have. And, and let me tell you something. These missionaries, to me, I see these missionaries as present-day apostles. Let me explain. They plant churches. They go where none of us would dream of go. They assist churches in ministry, feed the hungry, care for the poor. They do ministry. An apostle, as defined in the original Greek, is a messenger or one sent on a mission. In other words, an apostle is a missionary. So often we don't think of apostles as missionaries. And missionaries don't think of themselves as apostles. But biblically, that's what they are. Apostles didn't end 
with the end of the early church, but continued throughout the church age, as well as evangelists, pastors, teachers, and yes, prophets too. All of these callings will continue throughout the church age until the church becomes what Jesus meant it to be. It's not going to end until we're made perfect. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13 said, And he gave himself some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, for equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to unity and faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature and fullness of Christ. You see, that fivefold ministry is to work together to bring us to where we are supposed to be in the body of Christ. Each one of them. Apostles, as well as prophets, lay down the foundation of the church. Some of the early apostles and prophets especially did this by the writing of the New Testament. However, apostles and prophets continued to lay down foundation by going to places in the world, like Japan, and, and to new places, continuing the same work. Apostles function as church planners to go and plant churches, even here in the U.S. Ephesians 2.20 says, "...as having been built on a foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone." Let's look at world missions for a minute. The goal of the Assembly of God World Missions, I'm going to give you three of their goals. Number one, reaching those who do not know Jesus with a message of the gospel of Jesus Christ with every means possible. Every means possible. Sometimes they're open-air crusades. Sometimes their church is being planted. Sometimes they're through businesses. Sometimes they're, they're through uh, the deaf ministry. Sometimes they're through, it's many different ways in remote villages and location, locations across the globe. I went several years ago, I went to Africa, and we flew into the country, and then we got in a bus and drove 10 miles into Africa. And literally, they had to build, they had to build a road to go where we went. And there were, they had to build bathrooms, which was a tent with a hole in the ground. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, and we were walking. I felt like I went back in time hundreds of years because they hunted for their food. And we had an evangelistic service. And when they had this service, people got healed like crazy. I felt like I was living in the New Testament times because what happened was is we would pray for somebody and they got healed. They went home and told somebody. The first night there were a few hundred there. Second night, there were a few thousand there. Each night, more people got healed. There was one lady who came up to me, and she was on her knees. She walked on her knees because she hadn't been able to walk for 10 years. Her knees were all calloused from her walking on her knees. We laid hands upon her and prayed for her. She got up and walked. We were doing a seminar. We were doing a seminar, and, and, a, man, and, uh, uh, and, and a man interrupted the seminar. We were teaching pastors. A man interrupted the seminar, and a friend brought him over because he was blind. We stopped. We prayed for him, and, and, and we just went on with the seminar. That night, he was on the platform, could see perfectly. And God just did. That's, that's New Testament stuff. You know, why doesn't it happen here? Because I don't think we believe it can happen here. You know, why can't it happen here? Why can't God do those kind of things? Anyway, number two, training believers in Jesus worldwide to proclaim the gospel to their own people. Uh, missionaries are teaching Bible colleges and schools in the native tongue of people and serve in training them to go back to their villages 
and do it. We just finished a project from last year called the Honduras Transformation Project. Uh, uh, Pastor Don, Donnie's son, and I went down there when we started this project. The whole idea was to go down there and teach the pastors in that country to go back to their villages and churches and teach in their own language. Number three, serving the poor and suffering for compassion ministries. This is where Convoy of Hope comes in. Food and clothing, distribution centers, medical facilities, restoration services, rescuing children from child predators, helping refugees, drilling wells. There's only a few of the ideas that are out there. But there's so much that we can do. We have so much available to us. It's incredible. The resources that we have. And you go places where we have so little. Lives around the world can be changed. Really, the lives around the world are changed daily by those who give financially, pray faithfully, and serve unselfishly. And let me tell you something. You, this church, C3, you are a lifeline to missionaries. You enable missionaries to do what they can't do. If it wasn't for you supporting them in prayer, supporting them financially, encouraging them, they couldn't do what they do. You know, it talks about in the scriptures that some plant, others water, and then there's growth. The missionaries are there planting, but you're watering. And you know what's cool? When you get to heaven, God's going to say, good job giving money to those refugees. Good job supporting that church. You know, when you give... I'm going to speak in faith. When you start giving to David and Lauren Perdan, they don't yet, but you want to do that. So how can you do that without coming on board? We're going to talk about that in just a minute. I'm going to be up. He said I can be upfront and honest and blunt with you, right? He said I could do that. That's who you are, man. Yeah, I saw. When you, we have goats in your service. So I know that's <laughs> the way you are, man. I like it. By giving the missions, you're able to feed, care for people, and bring people to Jesus. You know, if somebody's hungry, they want food. They don't want to hear about Jesus. They want something to eat. If, if they're escaping from a country that's being ravished by war, they want something to eat. They want somebody to hug. They want somebody to love on them. You know, and, and those are opportunities for us to be like Jesus. Now, listen. All of us are called by God. All of us are called to be used by God. All of us have received gifts from God. And all of us have a commission from God to go into all the world. You know, it's interesting. The great commission is to go. It's not to come. You know, it's, it's to go. And like, we, so we ask people, will you come to church with me? But we need to go to them. We need to go to the people in this whole valley. We need to go to the people in this state. We need to go to the people in this country. We need to go to the people in the world. And we do that in different ways. Not all of us can use our gifts by going to a foreign country, but some of us are called to our neighborhoods or our community or our state or our country. Our country needs it. You need to pray for our country every day. I mean, we really do. And, and the things that are going on, the crazy, ah, crazy things that are going on today. But everybody's called to do something. Your pastor and I did not plan this. And I showed him this in my notes. 
but you are not called to be a spectator. You're called to be a participator. I think that's the theme of the day. After he said that, I said, look, I got it in my notes. I got it first. (laughs) We're not called to be just a fan. By the way, I drove a NASCAR. When I pastored, maybe, maybe your church will hear, hear this and do this for you. Okay, listen, listen. When I pastored, I think for my 50th birthday, I think it was, was that it? It was something. Anyway, my 50th birthday gave me a NASCAR experience. I went to the Poconos. I drove a NASCAR for 20 miles. My top speed was 165 miles an hour. <laughs> it's like, I got out of the car and I'm like, Yes! <laughs> Every man's dream, drive fast and no brakes. <laughs> I'm getting sidetracked here. I mean. But participating in ministry, participating in missions. And again, we can participate in three different ways. We can go. God may be calling some of you today to go on the mission field. You may have heard David and Lauren say, man, God's stirring something in my heart. It may not be Japan. It may be somewhere else. It may be to a school. It may be to Chi Alpha Doe College. It may be to Romania. Maybe, who knows? We can go. We can pray. All of us can pray. We did pray already. And I pray for our missionaries. Kathy and I have a board in our, in our, in our house. And we have a, it's called our prayer board. And we have all our different missionaries up there. And David, Lauren, you've been to our house. You see it. We have, we, we, we have all these different missionaries and ministries up there. We pray for them. Pray for them. And the third thing is we can give. We can give. All of us can give something. Now, let me tell you, this is not your tithes and offerings. Your tithes and offerings go to the storehouse of the Lord. That's community, uh, Crossroads Community Church, C3. Your tithes and offerings go here. Okay, that's above your tithes and offerings. Now, let me tell you, you have to have faith to give the missions. You know, we talk about, and some churches do these things called faith pledges. It's saying, I'm believing God that I can give this much money. Now, if you take out your wallet or your checkbook, or actually you look on your phone and you go to your bank app and you find out how much <laughs> money you have, that's more realistic today, am I right? If you can say, I have this much money in the bank, I can give this much money. That's not faith. That's fact. Often we give out of fact, not faith. And the thing is, if you're going to give faith, you've got to believe God for it. You're going to believe God for big things? I think you all do. I get the vibe in this church that you all are, you all are about more. You're not about less. You're about giving big. Don't, don't, don't dream small. Dream big. You know, you, you dream for, how, how many missionaries did you say your goal was two? And you got six or whatever? Why? Dream big. Double it. Dream big. What do you do if you don't get there? Well, we didn't get there. But if you shoot for nothing, you're going to hit nothing. So you got to shoot for it. You know, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to pray with you. Kathy and I are going to join together and pray. You know, I, I was tell, telling the pastor before the service that that council meeting that's nothing for God. God can change them like that, like he did the farmer back here. And, and, and keep fighting, man. 
Press on. Keep fighting. Keep believing. Keep dreaming big. But a faith, faith pledge is believing God for big things. You know, uh, Pastor Donnie referred to it. The churches that have committed to missions first are the healthiest churches there are. I've seen it over and over and again. And I've seen just the opposite. There was a church. I had missionaries call me up and say, hey, hey, Pastor Jeff, do you know anything about this church? They're dropping, they're dropping me as a missionary. I heard another missionary come up and say, boom, they're dropping me. Boom, they're dropping me. I heard a number of missionaries come and say, the same church. So I went to that pastor. I said, you want to kill your church? Keep cutting missionaries. And he says, well, we don't have the money. I says, well, you're going to be dried up then. Because I says, you're cutting the wrong thing. Because the missions is at the heart of God to go into the world. You see, that's the heart of God, to go into the world. You know, and I want to encourage you to, str- I want to encourage you to stretch your faith today. Stretch your faith. You know, you know I, I just got a list of the top giving churches in Pennsylvania and Delaware. I just got a list the other day. And um, you're not on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's that? Dream big. Why can't you be? The top one only gives over a million, so you can do that. Piece of cake. God owns all the cattle on all the hills, right? Nothing's too difficult for God. Dream big. And I want to encourage you today. You know, there's, there's missionaries that serve in situations we can't imagine. We've, we've just seen that in Ukraine. Can you imagine going to a country where you don't speak their language, where you don't eat their food? We're not used to their way of living. Their culture is completely different from yours. We heard a little bit about that last night. It's unimaginable. But we can be a part of it. And I want to encourage you. Will you trust God to make a difference? Will you trust him to make a difference? And, And by giving, you'll make a difference to the people overseas, but you'll also make a difference in this church. I'm believing the next time we come back, there's going to be two services filled. You know, because you're doing, you have God's heart. Y'all have God's heart. This, 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 this is fun to come to church here. And, and, and the thing about it, it's real. That's what Pastor Don said to me. He said, these people here are real. And we appreciate that. Because when you start being fake, then you fall further away from God. Don't put on a mask. Just be real. God loves you just the way you are. Look at the people Jesus picked to be his followers. By the way, I give commercials for this everywhere I go. If you have never caught on to watching The Chosen, watch it. It's, 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 Jesus is so cool. I mean, Jesus, he, he kind of jokes with his disciples. He kind of lets them have it every once in a while. And, and then I love what well, Matthew, Matthew the tax collector, he, 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 what would you call him? He's kind of uh, on the spectrum. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> He's just kind of like, anyway, um, you know, my, my, when, I, when I was young, my mom always told me how special I was. Then she gave me my pills and I went to bed. Anyway, uh, but it's just, it's just real. And I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, but uh, let this moment become a movement to change the world. You know, today.
You've heard about missions. I've tried to give you a little culture of what missions is. But let this time, let this moment become a movement to change this church and to change the world. Pastor Donnie. Worship team, would you come? I'll close with this. One of the coolest experiences that I had was when, and I've shared this before, and I just want to reiterate it, was whenever, as a youth pastor, we had a missions trip coming up to, to go to Columbia. And a few years before this missions trip, we were giving finances to some Bible school that was being put in in Columbia. And we kept giving finances to it as a youth ministry. We were giving Speed to Light funds to it. And and we were given this project, and it was great because the following year, I had the opportunity to go to the country and see where my finances were going. Coolest experience ever. And so I walk up to this, this Bible Institute, and the missionary begins to tell me this story. He says, you know, uh, we had a lady. We were out here doing some painting on the side of the building, and there was a lady passing by. And she said this comment, it's, it's so nice that this is being known as a good place rather than a place of death. The missionary stopped and he said, ma'am, what, what do you mean by that statement? And she said, well, you know what this building used to be. And he said, no, I'm sorry, I don't. She began to tell him how this was one of the number one abortion clinics in Colombia. And it was actually where many of the rich and famous took their daughters to get abortions so they wouldn't shame the family name. And God took that building and the place that was once known for taking life now gives life by giving that country pastors. And I had the opportunity to go upstairs and they said, do you see all of this video equipment so that these pastors can learn online curriculum? Yes, they said, that's what your money went to. They began to show me another place to the building and they said, do you see these new windows put in the old windows? Water used to come in all the time every time it rained here and you guys gave us windows and they began to take us around the buildings and we began to see where every dollar that we gave, where it went and it was the coolest experience and I'm telling you, I just want to ask you this morning, is your heart postured in a place to give because I believe that generosity is a sign of revival. Scripture says they gave. They had everything in common and they gave one another to meet one another's needs. There's no escaping it. And if you're here this morning and all you've heard is you just want my money, then friend, I don't mean this harshly, but please don't give because that's a bad seed that we don't have time to receive. If your heart is callous and all you've heard this morning is money, 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 then you've missed the point. But if you're here this morning and you recognize there are real people out there, there is really a heaven and there is really a hell. And right now we see evidence of this battle being waged every time you turn on the news. Every time you hear about politics, you're seeing evidence of this. Every time you're hearing about civil war in a country, you're seeing evidence of this battle. And I'm telling you right now, we're on the winning side. And because we're on the winning side, what you give to, you can guarantee that it's going to work.
And so what we're asking this morning, and Pastor Jeff, thank you so much for explaining it's above tithe. That's what my wife and I have always held to. And a part of the reason in a more practical way why we do that as a church, we do not give to missions out of our general fund for a few reasons. It's a pattern and it's a reality that whenever we have a snow day, our tithes take a dip. And we don't want to have to call our missionaries and say, tithe went down today. We can't support you this month. And so we can guarantee that if everybody is on the same boat and we're giving in addition, that that tithe is always guaranteed to go to the missionaries. So I want to challenge you. Not only give big, but can I challenge you this morning, if you're not used to giving to missions, it's okay to start small. Just start. Start somewhere. The reality is, is we spend $29.95 on a cup of Starbucks coffee. Sorry, it's on sale this week. $18.95 for a small venti blah, 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 blah. The reality is, is if each and every one of us would just give, we're able to give $5 a month, we'd be able to take on six more missionaries. I did the math. Would you stand with me? Three things that we can do. We can go, we can pray, and we can give. And I want to challenge you this morning to ask God, Lord, how much is it that you want from me? How much is it that I can, that I can give to this? Again, even if it's just $5 a month, we as a church are going to be able to support that many more missionaries. And if you're still working through this, then I want to challenge you. Where can you go? Who can you talk to in your workplace this week, tomorrow? Start the conversation about eternity. You can pray. Our missionaries are going through challenges that we can't even imagine right now in other countries. Imagine the feeling of not having any family members. Imagine the challenge of language barriers and working through all that for the sake. Imagine the challenges. They need your prayers for strength. We can go. We can pray. We can give. Would you just begin to ask the Lord, Lord, which one of these three things do you want me to respond to today? Is it all three? Is it a home run? Or is there one area specifically that you say, I'm kind of weak on this area. I need to improve. As Mike leads us through this song, I'm available. Can you sing it with a heart of faith this morning? Can you do that, church? I'm telling you. God's getting ready to stir up this church into a whole new level, and I know it because every time he stirs up a passion for missions, every time we're focused about others, for some reason, God blesses us. Every time we talk about blessing others, we get blessing, and I'm like, God, I don't know if you realize how this deal's supposed to work, but I'm telling you, I know that God is getting ready to take our church to a new place because there's a heartbeat for missions here that's growing, and when the heartbeat of God begins to grow in a church, you'll never be the same. This has been an audio recording from Crossroads Community Church. If you'd like to get in contact with us or learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at C3Lehigh or email us at info at C3Lehigh.com. We'd love to hear from you.